Hello, hello. We are back. It's race space after a bit of a break, but we're here. We're alive. What's up, guys? Hello, hello. It's your boy. It's your boys. <laughs> we're back. This is it. Ah, oh, we got a lot back. of talk. A lot to talk about, right? How, how have you guys yeah. been? What's been happening? What's going on? I'm actually gonna. I've been this. alive. Um. That's where the positives end. Jeez, um, ah. that was dark. Um, no, no, no. Uh, let me rephrase. Um, I ended up taking a little bit of a break. Um, not necessarily by choice, but just by sheer capacity of I cannot deal with things at the moment. Um, so I'm starting to get back into the swing now. We're here. I'm back on the F1. I've joined the ACC League to start commentating for them too. Um, but yeah, with my, my day job, my main job, uh, getting pretty intense and only really letting up recently, um, I kind of just had to take a bit of a break. I know it's cliche, but I kind of got burnt out. It is what it is, you know, you kind of have to do those things sometimes. Wait, I think I lowered you way too much on my end. I am very sorry for this. This is amazing technical issues. Uh, yeah, Force is, uh, Force is not very available today. So I'm hosting myself. And as you can see, it's going great. But yeah, uh, Sapit, are you doing PSGL F4? Am I correct on that? Yeah, so PSGL PCF4, I'm on. Um, I also struck a deal for commentating for an ACC league. I'm starting to broach into that a little bit more. Um, and yeah, there, there is a couple other bits here and there. So like there'll be another, hopefully, F1 league I'll be commentating for, for WOR. Oh. Um, but that's unconfirmed. And then, yeah, back into the back into the Forza swing. So literally after this, um, after this, <laughs> this episode... I'm going to be going on uh, speedrun.com and I'm going to be updating the boards again. Ah! <laughs> I'm going to speedrun speed run going back to casting. I mean, it's it's glad to have you back, though. Uh, okay. Last time we had you was um, RH Finale, which we didn't get to cover on the podcast, right? Because, uh, well... Why, uh, you guys had a few technical issues last things, time you tried things, to do an episode. Things happened, yeah. My camera might have died. You, you were a little bit sick. You know, Warner was up and running, but we were not up and running. <laughs> so yeah. no, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. I was I was up and running and wearing to go. <laughs> yeah, we did release the, blo the bloopers though for anyone that hasn't seen them. They're on YouTube. If you want to see Alband cooking some pasta, this is some great content. <laughs> yeah, I, I can assure you. One episode. <laughs> did people know the story behind that for for those who missed last episode? Uh, it was four weeks ago, so we might as well explain. Uh, do, we, do you want to do the honors? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Right. So let, let's set the scene here. And um, of course, to, to those who are in the chat who managed to catch our previous episode, they're going to be absolutely creasing at this right now. But last episode, not the attempt two weeks ago, but four weeks ago, um, we had a pretty, I'd say, normal episode. Uh, we talked about a lot of different things. We talked about mainly the new info that came out about Forza Motorsport. And we've got even more to talk about. That, that was very recently with the monthly. Um, fairly normal episode. And then we go to the stream. Good. We, 
yeah, I, I'd say it was a really good one. But then we, yeah. we do our sort of dues, we do our outros, we say same time two weeks as we always do, and then just silence. And then we're all just staring at the camera and sort of sitting there like it's like what's happening thinking <laughs> are we cutting to an end card or any trend what what's going on here so it turns out fours fell asleep at the wheel um <laughs> i don't mean that figuratively my man literally fell asleep um with the stream still running on his computer um now not gonna say like anything against fours like it was just the honest it happens right it is what it is and we got bloody good laughs out of it um but yeah we kind of had to just sort of make it up as as we went along now i did have to go eventually but apparently you guys were like going for a half an hour more oh, of <laughs> you course. ended up cooking yeah. of course we cook, we <laughs> with all the so time much. that we had to kill it just turned into a just chatting stream at that point it kind of did we talked a little bit about uh legend skew we talked about a little bit out where Irish was heading uh we talked a bit more technical which i don't know if you guys actually want more technical stuff but it was very fun to to just experience to just do that actually forrest sent me a picture of like his feet propped up against the the desk 20 <laughs> minutes before he fell asleep that was so that's the you know that's the cherry on top that's the icing on the cake that was so good i remember i remember coming back with a lot of hats um, yes, I, I remember. Yeah. I remember just like my camera going off and then turning back on. It was like a, it's like Slender Man. So like as soon as you don't see me, then I come back with another hat on. <laughs> it's a little bit. I remember that. Yeah, it's a little bit overdue now. But uh, what we were meant to talk about last episode, where we had well those technical issues that unfortunately kind of happened, I uh, was uh, the finale, which was how long ago? Oh, it was a month ago now yeah and i know yeah. the hype has worn off a bit and we have a couple new events that we're gonna get to as well uh but what did you guys think about the finale it's been it's been a while you know the, the emotions are, are gone a little bit uh, i still it was still fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hard I to know, remember I'll... is it <laughs> no no, 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 no like, i was gonna say i was i was gonna see if you guys were jumping in with anything i'll start first from a caster's perspective it was freaking hype um, well, because I mean, maybe a little bit of like bias, given that it was my last cast before my sort of break. Um, yeah. But we'll get uh, to it that. was freaking hype. There, there was like stuff happening all around. Um, D1H1. Well, not even, not even that. No, because this is the freaking fin finale. It was like yeah, we host, we we actually casted all of the divisions. And yeah, like yeah. You, you, yeah. I, I I always I fixate because obviously that's what I do. I, I fixate on like division one but let's not forget we got freaking all of the divisions on the camera and it was a freaking blast i looked i looked back at division two division three and just wow chef's kiss yeah i know Min a lot of Minju people one, had to say D2. uh um, i was gonna I, I i'm sorry to cut you off but before we we get there minju on d2 and so we just don't forget and grumba on d3 i'm sorry for getting you off keep going keep going <laughs> yeah, but it was just I look around like we got proper coverage of all the all the divisions and it's just yeah, chef's kiss. Um uh, I know a lot of people had to to say things about the car. Um people certainly had opinions and some opinions yeah. were in fact existing. Keyboard uh, players. But, <laughs> but 
I mean, well, Randler didn't even compete. He's one of like, the yeah. keyboard players, and he basically said, "No, nah, I'm out." He disliked um, it a lot. Not yeah, only him. But that's like, but that aside, like the event itself. Yeah, as far as finales go, it's, it's it's probably up there. It's like top. The track was so good. Like I liked the combo because it was a bit of an Alban car. I didn't have a um. If an Alban car, it, huh? an Alban car, <laughs> a, a slip ang a slip angle vehicle, so to speak. But I didn't I didn't really have. I I was asked to give an opinion on the car, and I said it was fine. And uh, a couple testers said it was fine, and kind of didn't think to ask a keyboard player to test the car and it kind of slipped through and after the fact we figured or we found out that it was pretty bad on keyboard Temer did fine he was like he he put in a lot of practice but from what i've seen the setups for keyboard keyboard players were scuffed 6565 <laughs> weird weird diffs weird everything it was very weird uh i think I think Skitty could uh, enlighten us on that, but I'm gonna. I don't know if he's in the chat. I think he's testing stuff for the next event, actually, uh, which we'll get to the, the off-season stuff. But uh, yeah, he's, he's testing yeah. right now. The combo is really nice, yeah. and I think people mm -hmm. were surprised that it was that car because it was uh, it was wide body and it was a little bit more difficult than your usual RHEC stuff. We're kind of mm -hmm. doubling into uh, doubling in. Uh, some slip angle things, some like lower class full grip stuff for off season, but it was a bit unheard of for RGC. It was a bit of a skill check, you, you could say. Even well, I think it was fine. You, you were gonna say skill issue there. I heard you. I, that, that was a don't, skill don't issue combo. Okay, we in GRT <laughs> called a skill issue combo. Okay, <laughs> that is it. Drift tire skill <laughs> issue combo. Uh, yeah, so but, it was what it was like drift parts, like a few different drift parts. Wasn't yeah, it? actually, no. So it was what it was is you could use any diff and people this is actually not only the case in RH finale that was also the case in HTCC which we'll also get to <laughs> but uh people were using drift diff because it felt better it I don't know if it only performed better because I actually only tried race uh but it definitely it, yeah it was a bit more unstable but it felt better on the custom track from what I've seen and a lot of people were experimenting with HTCC diffs. Some people were using Rally diff because of custom tracks. Some people were using Drift diff. And it seems like a couple new ideas are brewing around the diff meta. I remember uh, Kaike, I think, Kaike Sykes from GRT. Um, when he first entered Team Wars, he was experimenting with Drift diff as well and Drift suspension. And he figured out that it was actually faster in a couple scenarios, so I don't know, we might see new meta uh, for mm, online. We'll see, we'll okay. see. We'll see. But yeah, uh, Drifted, uh, apparently it felt better for the for the M3. I didn't, I didn't it get did to try it. Better. It did? Okay, I didn't get oh, to try yes. it. Mm. Well, so, I know for a yeah. fact that Drifted, um, it's like, I, I could never quantify it, but I know that there were inherent differences with some of the diffs just by the fact that putting them on the exact same diff settings in tuning produce different results. And oh, of course. Especially on, like, the I extremes. Found... Oh, yeah, on the extremes, 100%. But what I found is that the drift diff, and this could be, like, purely conjecture or just, like, how I'm wording it can be bad, but I found that it was better at holding rotation, if that makes sense. 
like, yeah. through corners. It does. Um, yeah. With whereas the race diff was very good at changing direction. Um, and I found this especially, like you say, I think custom tracks because of the surfaces, they're a little bit weird. They they do tend to get a little bit quirky. Um, yeah, like ninety percent grip, I think they do have. Yeah, I think it's like a less than hundred percent grip compared yeah. to traditional asphalt. I think it was like eighty percent, um, mm. or or maybe ninety. I don't know the figure, uh, but I found that drift diff was better at holding, um, holding a set angle, holding a rotation. Um, because like that's what you want in drifting so naturally that's what is sort of set for regardless of your tuning settings and i think that lends itself to some interesting race combos so i think you are right we are going to see a bit of a change in thinking with dips in the same way that we saw a change of thinking in regards to abs it's like hang on in these scenarios with the right management you can see some better results faster yeah a lot of the top drivers used abs and hccc and uh, I mean, we can we can talk a, a little bit about HCC as well. But before that, I kind of want to get into. I I, I want to go very quickly through the results of the finale because again, it was a while ago. Everyone is just uh, kind of done with it. We're in the off season. The off season is the big thing now. And uh, obviously, Mars winning. I he drove away a little bit. The track was amazing by Green. Uh, little spoiler: you might see. A couple versions of Green's tracks in the next events that we're doing, but that's you know that's a secret. Don't tell anyone. And um, <laughs> leak band, yeah, leak, leak band. band. Green Green was second, Breezy was third, and actually, without drop rounds, Green wins because he participated in every single race, and he got third, third, second, 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 first, second, two hundred sixty nine points. Nice, by the way. Breezy was <laughs> Breezy second with 245.5 points uh, because of the 150% rule uh, for the for the finale. And Mars, who didn't participate in, in one race, so it's not really fair, he still gets third place with without one race done. So that's crazy. I he, guess that yeah. kind of brings a question of like how how drop rounds because I know, I know that it's kind of a content contentious thing to some people like yeah. the concept of drop rounds it's like whoa if you're a top competitor then you should be consistently there for all rounds but yeah I, those guys are not getting paid though like <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's kind of my point that's what i was going to get onto at least my stance on it is that in this kind of scenario you kind of owe it to have at least one drop round because well, let's be straight. We do this for fun. No one's yeah. getting paid. There's no contracts involved. I mean, um, maybe like say, tier <laughs> tier two, tier three. Well, they got paid, but yeah, a little bit. Not not contractual, if you know, yeah. like that kind. Like, like if it was like tier two, tier three sports where you have like contracts involved, then sure, no drop rounds. It makes more sense because it's part of your commitment in your contract. But at a community level. Like, you got to have some respect for the fact that people can't do this 24-7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This and is normal. on the side of their real lives. Yeah, oh, that yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe when, like, when, I'm saying when, but if we get sponsors ever, or it Forza Esports, yeah. I think. We'll yeah. get to that, but it's well, definitely a case of when. Okay, yeah, we will get to that. Yes, yes, it's because the, the launch is coming and we had monthly and we have to talk about that as well. But that's in a yeah. bit. Let's let's talk about the, the stuff that's already happened so we can get through that and get to the meaty, the, the meaty stuff. Um, 
but yeah, I feel like it's uh, it's a, it is a case of when. Uh, but drop rounds, I don't think it was a controversial thing to do. I think it enables a lot of people that wouldn't be able to comp compete otherwise to compete for that prize. Mars included. He would lose. He would have lost if uh, if we didn't have that in place. So, to me, that's a win. That's fine. Hmm. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. 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 The same thing actually is in HCCC right now, which is the hockey, uh, the hockey event, the TCR event. Where you can still have the drop rounds and uh round one was also super exciting i don't know if you guys uh, caught that but that I was one some of it yeah that was the one of the most stacked lobbies we've had in fh5 so far with rh maybe round two like the early rounds being like very close to that as well because we had like zoom in uh cotton and other people with this we had couple esv guys actually we only had green and mars because eclipse oh, didn't yeah eclipse didn't show up and barcode no barcode actually was in the race as well mm. uh, he finished APR. behind grt boys uh yeah no apr because green moved to esv and course didn't participate oh. uh there was ghost who joined grt and he's so fast he actually i didn't know he was that fast but he's just been improving so much apparently he did 800 laps for this or more like 1.5k maybe. Yeah, I I think it was 1.5k. I don't want to be I don't want to be you know misinformate bunt, but mm. that I think that's it. And the most I did yeah. was, well, fact like I'm not sure if you've done more since like pr practicing for our um, AMG slash SLS race. Oh. That was the most practice I ever did. For me, it was Legends. Like, will know. For now, me, it how was many laps was it? it? Was like about 150 to 200. Yeah, it was a lot of laps. Laps. I did around 500 or 400 for Legends Cup, and I didn't get oh. to participate for uh, for reasons. I I don't think I want to get into that. Whatever. Um, of reasoning. Even though I was within the top six pace wise, but we're not gonna talk about that. It, it is what it is. What it is. I'm gonna be <laughs> salty for the rest of my days for that. By the way, uh, but <laughs> we don't talk about Legends it, Cup. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. It's it's done. It's but it is what it is yeah but hccc yeah. round round one very stacked i made it into split one and there actually was a cheater that got banned oh yes from oh, I heard the about competition this. yeah yes I'm... i heard about this yes what did you hear yeah. what did you hear what do, what do we have to fill you in on i heard about a guy using grip hacks and having one of the worst paint jobs of all time both <laughs> those things are true both those things are true yeah so his lines through the cup through a couple corners were a bit sketchy and uh because it was only a couple corners it was very easy to spot he was just taking more speed i think he started the lap that he posted uh with way less speed that mars did than mars did on his mm. like 0.9 whatever lap so he's carrying like optimal speed but with like terrible yes. lines basically no no that's not even that he he was like a tenth behind leading into the corn the breaking zone and he ended like the exit he was a tenth ahead of the pole position lap Meh. that Never is mind. not really a th like i don't want to be like that, is that not guy how you driving yeah that is not <laughs> no. the thing and i do i i had a convo with him in dms and a couple people did actually he's he shared his tune even and like it ended up being almost the same as the baseline but the bottom line is, uh, well, we we we've obviously proven that he was cheating, but he still didn't admit. He 
just got he just kind of disappeared from from planet Earth. I mean, it happens. It is what it is. Well, then that's, yeah. that's yeah. I'm not saying correlation is causation, but you get pulled up on that and you disappear. It's it's pretty telling. It is a bit controver controversial because it kind of sounds like bashing on uh, people who don't deserve it. But his teammate, who was really defending him, and he was like bringing up the same points, he won split two, which was actually my pole position split before I got moved up because of the cheater. So thank you, I guess. Yeah, uh, thank you as well, because I got moved up as well. Yeah, you got moved <laughs> up as well. But yeah, that's a... Uh, it kind of throws shade at your teammates. So we said that many times, but cheating is just not it. Like, I, I always ask that, but what enjoyment do you get from winning when you're cheating? What enjoyment? You don't. Yeah, it's like the validity is there. It's I always going to be hollow. Like, you know um, that? Yeah. I don't know, it's... Sorry, um, I was just going to say that like, with that in mind, and I know it's like you can defend it to the ends of the earth but the the thing with detecting cheating is that you have the concept of beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm -hmm. um, if you like, with the ev like, just the description you gave me, like, going in a tenth behind on a corner, having suboptimal lines and coming out a tenth ahead of pole, that is beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, evidence of some cheating be that grip hacks excel hacks etc like there but it's like on you can never have the you can you can never have like the empirical here are the exact numbers and exact acceleration values because that's not how the game works but you have beyond a reasonable doubt evidence that okay something is not right here or something is out of spec like, even just like on the perspective of out spec they could be running more power but that's still outside the rules so it's treated all the same cheating just makes it worse when you then find out that they are building within the rules but then making a much bigger breach like not just in terms of the regulations of the race but actual modification of the game breaking tos all the rest of it yeah that's a bit crazy like you know that time when uh you played like gta 4 or you played minecraft and you either go to creative or you just put in cheat codes in, in GTA. Does it... For me, it really made the game boring. Like, I just immediately... It it yeah, yeah, one day of it, like a couple hours, and I was done with the save. I wanted to start over every single time. I just don't get it. There was only one cheat that was really fun back in the day in GTAs. Which one? That was the uh, bunny hop cheat where you could bunny hop a BMX over a skyscraper. That is that's not, that sounds like that's that sounds like fun. There's there's fun cheats like that. Like my rules. But that's single player. Are, yeah. Yeah. One that it's single player, so it doesn't affect other people's experiences, and two that they don't destroy the value of the game itself. Like, of course, like once you've a hundred percented a game, then maybe you can like run cheats. I because by that point you've experienced all the content. It's fair mm -hmm. game. Um, it's like Baron in the live chat hits on this point perfectly. It's like cheating in old school games with codes to unlock things or like give you extra money. So like start with a million credits or the unlock all things cheat that was in a lot of black box need for speeds that unlocked every car and every part from the get go. Um, for instance, that really cheapened the experience. Like yes. you've just there's no investment. Like you said with Minecraft, I remember. My earliest sort of experience with Minecraft, it was uh, Xbox 360, um, and I had two saves. I had a copy of my survival world, 
um, and I made an obsidian house. Now, I am not uh -huh. talented at building. This obsidian house looked like trash and did not have enough storage space for anything. The rich but person's then... dirt house. Exactly. <laughs> it was a, literally a rich person's dirt house. I'm not even joking. <laughs> but when I made that equivalent and improved on it in survival, like I worked with the obsidian, I went down to the caves multiple times, I got the diamonds I needed for the tools, etc. It was so much more rewarding and think that carries over to pretty much any game like i will never understand people who like in forza for instance who just buy an account with every every car unlocked and max credits like 999 because yeah. for me mm. like the value comes from getting the cars like the car is the reward for the journey so yeah. having everything from the get-go it's like right so now i have got all of the toys but what do I do? Because everything's completed. I have no drive to go further because Horizon 5 doesn't really have an edge game as we've established. What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. I mean, with Forza, it's a bit different for me. Uh, I wouldn't say, like, if I got the account cheated, that was that would obviously ruin the, the whole fun for me. Uh, unless it was like an you know like a forza provided esports account which they which some players get for for other esports titles or for yeah, that, actual esports titles though. that's an edge case but what i mean is i'm not a completionist i get bored very quickly i'm not fortifying i don't complete everything and every accolade <laughs> you know but what i do like is having this like not not max credits but having a respectable amount of credits a respectable amount of cards like having my account that is just full of stuff that i acquired myself and the knowledge that i can buy whatever i want i can do whatever i want i can basically do yeah do whatever i want comes from the fact that i i earned it and that's cool yeah like there are definitely edge cases to it like i can bring up two examples one's more general one's more specific like the more general one is that you see like content creators uh get for example like dev accounts for say like when the crew 2 had updates uh you'd see a lot of content creators go on uh, uh ivory tower provided accounts that had like icon a thousand and 999 of both currencies so that they could show off the content that was in that update that makes sense um the other example is um eh, back in robocraft the older days oh, uh, robocraft ah oh, freaking <laughs> table and chums if you ever hear this episode i miss you call me um <laughs> but you had well, you basically had press accounts um where you could basically talk to the devs and say and strike a deal it's like hey if you make the um i'm gonna make uh bots and make these cool designs on a semi-regular basis um and in return you get a account like a press account that has all of the tech tree items unlocked maximum currency both premium and in-game currency um so you can make these builds how you want it and it's like that was like more of a, a transactional kind of thing um i think i was actually under contract but i don't think i'll ever know the answer to that question because it was about seven years ago that's a long um, time. yeah that is a long time but it's like you have the edge cases but in general if you just start out with everything it's why i don't like games that start you out um or like give you um a really high powered car like a really high powered car to start with 
Most Wanted 2012 failed at this because you could unlock started everything. off. You well, it's like for one, if you know the spot on the map and you have DLC, you can literally start the game in a Porsche 911, go to the right spot and get the Hennessy Venom GT, and just you have the fastest car in the game. Good luck. See you later, buddy. Um, most Wanted 2005 did it right because it gave you just enough of a taste of that top level performance before pulling it away from you and giving you a reason to play it but you don't get that in modern racing titles anymore now it's like you get everything um like even horizon 5 you get all three starter cars as opposed to just the one so you don't get to choose You've defeated the point of a starter car because you start with all of them. All you're really asking me to decide is which one that I want to be in first and wh- do I want to bother to go to the garage? Like, it, you, yeah. you are giving me a 30-second impact decision, not a decision that impacts two to three hours of gameplay. It's also... I feel like to like the modern racing games can be uh, split into... I want to say three categories. There are the Sims or the racing games, the actual racing games, where the main focus is racing, and you can basically race whatever you want. It's available because the 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 focus is the pure experience and the competition. So that's fine. That's like Sims games. Like uh, I guess we don't have actual racing games anymore. We just have Sims. But maybe FM changes changes that. Whatever. Um, then you have games like uh test drive unlimited which got some some gameplay revealed and it for me it looks like need for speed but we'll get to that whatever uh which makes which make you work for your car and work for your collection and then you have games like fh5 kind of fm7 as well which just which just throw money at you and you're just like yeah i guess Mm -hmm. i have everything i could just like sandbox style yeah it's more sandbox Yeah. yeah It's like you've got the racing focus, the kind of in-between, the collector's game, and then you've got the sandbox style. It is um, cool, but it's definitely like targeted towards the the casual people. The ones that don't have much time to play, they're just like, get yeah. on, pick your favorite car, just drive it. It's not like career-focused where you mm. have a collection and you're like, oh, I'm going to work for this car now. I'm going to get this car into my garage and I'm going to like spec it and I'm going to like put miles on it. That's so... That's such a different mentality, I feel like, and it's not really... Those games, I don't really classify them as racing games. Hmm. I can certainly see the value of both sides. Uh, The thing with me, personally, is that why I don't like a lot of sandbox style is because, for me at least, I derive a lot of the value in how how much I put in to get it. Like, it's reaping the rewards. It's If we're going back to Minecraft, it's the value of diamonds is or by the fact that they are a lot harder to get. Um, After you so have them. You have, yeah, it's like when you get into the realms of the... When you get into the realms of, like, the sandbox style where everything is basically immediately accessible, especially, and, like, I'm going to briefly sidetrack myself... Don't give me fast tracks for content for buying stuff like deluxe editions. Do not give me fast tracks. I hated Sonic Frontiers, the deluxe edition for this, because I wanted the cool swag and I wanted like the little extras. But don't 
basically cut out, don't artificially remove content for me. Yeah. Like, it gave you basically free levels, um, and it, it gave you, like, a lot of the currency needed to progress the story on the first island. So I didn't need to engage with the first island really at all which was frustrating because i wanted to engage with it and the game is actively saying nah you don't need to do that you don't need to play the game to play the game yeah i think we are in an even different uh state of mind where we're not really the casual forza audience like even to us the lack of progression kind of sucks but imagine people who don't do races because for us like like I, I, I'm gonna borrow this idea from the chat because I can, but uh, for us the community events uh, like like Team Wars, like Racing Haven, Insert Obama, Metal Meme, whatever, they change they changed the game for us and they saved it. And for actual casual people who who do care about their game being you know being engaging, being uh, like actually having progression. That's even worse and even bigger issue. Like we can see the issue. What about them? It's like it has to be terrible for those people. Mm. I guess the problem is where where do you get the value for these cars other than being recognizable from some place or another? I I imagine well us, like us as say more on from just more competitive and more like deeply ingrained Forza fans would car enthusiasts to some degree at the end of the day yeah. so we can say that oh this car has significance because uh richard hammond crashed it that one time or something <laughs> like that um, ah. but the casual audience my issue is that with the current model with a lot of games is that what should be these very significant well i say very significant that sounds like elitist and snobby but cars like the differences between them and like the different cars should have some significance, but the current architecture and systems kind of boils them down to tick boxes. Like the season playlist, for example, it's a great system in terms of introducing content to the game over a period of time. Um, however, the problem comes with the fact that your motivator is no longer to get the car. Um, your your motivator. Well, it is and it isn't. Your motivator is because you want to hit this arbitrary point on a list of tasks to tick it off, rather than the pure interest in the car. Some of them, and I will give them credit for this, because they've really done well, I think, on the car votes and actually following through with the different cars that people have requested to get into the game. Some of them are like that. And quite a lot of favorite cars from people are making their way into the game now. Like Lancia, so Alpha... Fiat, Abarth, they're back! <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait for the broken alphas from FH4 to have rallies, full arrow, full weight reduction in FH5 and just dominate everything. That's going to be crazy. Oh, yes. But I want to like... I, I don't know. I, um, I just know, want those cars to be good. That gives me like even more credence to the theory of they wanted it from the game to begin with but Stellantis were being dicks about it a little bit probably yeah a little bit like a hundred percent i mean and do you remember when they yeah. initially debuted h5 and they used lancia car audio as an example of the upgrades yeah that, that was in the recording uh, system that was the integrale right that yeah, one. it was the stratos 
Oh, the Stratos. Yeah, true, true, true. The... Yeah, it was the Stratos. Um, yeah, and they just couldn't get in, get it into the game because yeah. no. So they wanted it in the game. They had it ready to go. And the, no. the licensing fell through. Yeah. That's the thing. It was the licensing. Yeah. And this proves it. Yeah, and sp speaking of new cars, it feels like the only symbol of, say, status in FH5 as a player you can have is by owning those hard-to-find playlist cars that some people just can't be bothered to get. It's a case of, hey, do you own the NSXR GT or the Mini FE, the most... the Oh, nice, amazing. <laughs> the worst car in the game, but it's like the rare car. So if you own it, you're cool, you know? Like, this is the only thing... The FOMO mechanics are the only symbol of status, and I think this is very unhealthy for the game, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I kind of want to jump off this topic, but I kind of have to, you know, I have to mention I guess it. To, I guess to round off that kind of topic before we sort of jump onto something else, the main ways of, like, denoting status is if you're a known name, like, the, the sandbox elements and the creative tools have given, like, a lot of names, like, say, Twisted Knot, Vuku, a lot of photographers, um, like, they've really given them opportunities to shine and become recognized names in the community. Warner Dine. Um, Warner has gone to the Shadow Realm. It is what it is. Um, well, come back. I miss you. Um, with the terms of status, it's only either if you're a recognized name, uh, if you have those hard-to-find cars. Like, do you remember the Ford Capri FE from Horizon 4? I have not played the, the previous game. I watched well, a lot that, of it, a, a lot of it, but I don't That was remember. the equivalent of having, like, a unicorn car back in the... Uh, Horizon, well, not in the Horizon, in the Motorsport four days. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the equivalent of that. Um, I just got a text from Warner, so I think I'm about to find out where he's gone. That's um, not good. <laughs> but the um, the only equivalent you really have is either you um, you have like as many super rare cars, you're a recognized name, or you have like a special badge. Um, Oh, I think he's just had a power cut. Oh, that's a moment. I oh, guess we'll, no. we'll have to. We'll have yeah, to. Yeah, Warner's had a do without. Wait for him. Warner's had a power cut. Oh, that's. Uh, oh, Race Pace is having a bad. Uh, you know, bad bad streak of what? streak of events, so to speak. Well, I, I guess it's kind of like a, a a turnaround, considering the fact that Warner was the only one apparently who was raring and ready to go and sort all sorted from the attempted episode eight last time. And now he's gone. See, that's yeah, that's probably like karma coming back to him. But yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it is what it is. Uh, we were talking about. I think we were finishing the convo on the status symbol cars. Uh, hmm. I there's so many top. I'm just looking at the list of topics and I don't know what's more exciting. I kind of want to talk about uh the rally legends event from from team wars did you catch any of that i i didn't i was actually okay. meant i was going to be casting that oh um but i had a bit of a emergency oh that was why the the so. why the, the cast was what it was okay so grumpy casted it with the nilo nsx i think yeah and it was big actually up very Milo, good. By the way. Yeah, big up. Dude, dude deserves his spotlight. Like, big he, w. He's put in work for things like World Series of Drift. Yeah. He's generally an awesome guy. He's so chill. Um, he's so chill. So before I guess we continue, massive love to Nilo. So 
I guess like anyone in the live chat right now can go and check out his Twitch. Or if you're listening in post on things like Spotify, uh, YouTube, all the rest of it, then give him a check out on Twitch. He's a lovely guy. Um, but yeah, I was originally uh, meant to be on that. But unfortunately, I had a bit of an emergency situation mm -hmm. concerning family that I had to attend to. Um, I'm not going to dwell too much on that. This is a bit of a still sensitive topic. Um, but yeah, the, the Rally Legends, from what I heard, I've watched a little bit of it back. Um, it is like it, it's a really cool concept. I'm it's annoyed so that I wasn't able to. I wasn't able to be there for it. Um, but like, damn, like something like that. I guess it's really unique as well. Yeah. So the first round, as you probably know, it was like Group A cars, like kind of, kind of a little bit Group B, maybe with like whatever. Yeah, just like the the cars that you expect, all-wheel drive, uh, CC tires, the 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 thing to weed out uh, the the what's it called, the people that shouldn't be in round two. But round two is the same eight minute thirty, and now it's nine minutes forty track made by uh the grumpy man and uh mm. it's 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 a grumpy track in all its glory if you know what i mean uh it's yeah. it's it's yeah it's people falling off cliffs it's uh, amazing pixels but it's like in a good way it's difficult in a good way round two is real wheel drive classic rally cars rally tires in the wet so it is it is a bit interesting you you have like the Datsun you have the Carrera and and other cars like that and um what I was gonna say is KPN took the victory by less than a tenth I think less, in what less than a tenth then oh, eight okay. wow. yeah okay. then a tenth <laughs> in round in round one in on an eight minute 40 track you got an 840.07 something and Jeremy got a zero, zero something as well, but Caping got it. And uh, yeah, I think Yunus was third or something like that. But it was just like very good. It was very close, very good competition. I'm very excited to see what happens in round two. But there's so much stuff to talk about. And the next thing I wanted to talk <laughs> about was Jimka was on wheel and he performed extremely well. He's known for being very good on dirt. On wheel, I don't know how he saw it. How, how he like saw anything because it was like impossible to see on cockpit cam but i was getting what i'm getting at is we did a wheel race in team wars against shift sgrt oh, yeah, we did full wheel wheel only it was me it was ash it was dog obviously it was breezy who on stream wore a full racing suit and a helmet Oh my, no. <laughs> In his cockpit. You have to watch that back. Oh my, yeah. I need to watch yeah. that back. We had Matt Clem. Uh, <laughs> it was a uh, Hand of God casting. Matt Clem, Komi, uh, and Shift, obviously. We challenged them because we, we felt like we didn't really have any race scheduled and we didn't have a possibility to be challenged because all the challengers were a bit busy. So I figured, hey, let's race them on the wheel. So we did. <laughs> And At this point, GRT are just dicking around. Bro, like, we, come on. we won. We got like one to four. Of course you freaking won. What do you mean? That was my... Okay, that was my first race on wheel 
on in Horizon, and I was two tenths of dog in practice and in the race. Okay, okay, that, that was the race of all time. I cannot, I can say that, but it was so fun. This is genuinely, even though we barely raced, it was just mostly hot lapping. It was one of the most fun things I've done in Horizon period, and it was much better than I expected it to be. If I'm being honest, it was so fun, and. This has just confirmed yeah. to me that basically GRT is Red Bull. Yeah, we just like yeah, we're just gonna do keyboard <laughs> next time against Hauser. Like, <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. All right, I I do not want to hear it until next reg I hear you're using Guitar Hero controllers. Got it? Got it? Yeah, okay, of course. Cool. Good talk. Yeah, yeah. Yo um... posted uh, in in Race Face VC. Yeah, you posted what what the breezy did. That was uh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> he actually. The mad, the mad lad did it. He was uh, in his full racing suit. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, what a freaking legend. Honestly. Freaking legend. What a legend. Like, that alone deserves, like, instant P1. Just on yeah. swag alone. Uh, I was it kind of reminds me of yeah. the Team Rev VT race where I pretended to be. Um, like in a in a dirt buggy like i had a hoodie up i had sunglasses what? and i had a bandana on my face and i did that for the whole race i think was it also middle of summer boiling hot yes <laughs> ah i see you're a man of culture as well amazing <laughs> amazing yeah um that, i remember that very I, fondly i don't i you need um, to send me a bits and pieces I, of that. I wonder if i've got any screen caps of it i i hope i do um but god that was funny um, it was such a good bit as well because I was streaming, obviously, and th that was such a good bit. Um, it's yeah. like the the British summer bends to me, not the other way around. Yes. Um, I, I mean, we obviously wouldn't have beaten. I didn't have aircon either. I had no temperature control in my room, oh so my it, it read. It, I think it after the race it read thirty nine. Okay. I mean, aircon like, is not really a thing in Poland in many places, so I get you. Mm. I get you. I get what you mean. It's yeah, it gets like really it, hot. It's, like it's, the thing is, it's just more general points. Just, you need an air, like something like aircon, not just a fan, because a fan's just blowing hot air, mm -hmm. um, or at least having a window open. But the thing is, I couldn't have a window open because at the time when I was at my parents' house, I had a bit of a noise curfew. Um, Makes sense. So I, was, I did as well. As Yo-Yo says in live chat, I was legitimately cooking. You're cooking I, both in-game and IRL. I was literally <laughs> cooking. Well, in the race, I didn't cook. I think I finished P10, but that's because I got punted off track. It is what um, it is. It is what it is. And then the race got nullified in its entirety anyway because ah. of yeah, because of cheats and stuff like that. Well, I got third, um, finished like a second behind Breezy in our race because I missed the checkpoint because I'm very bad at the game. Uh, but you know, that was some Elo games. Speaking of, Pida Elo is officially launched. It's out. I can launch Street Wars now. You can launch no, Street Wars now. <laughs> it is. It's your. Was... You don't have an excuse now. It's over. <laughs> yeah. No, I've run out of excuses. Like, in truth, if I hadn't have taken that break, the season would have already begun. It's just the fact that, like I said before yeah. at the start of this episode, burnout was real. Um, mentally I was not capable, um, and I have a very bad habit of not distributing workloads, so... Same. I development know. kind of froze at the same time that I took my break, um, because I have all the development assets. Um, mm. so... That's on me. I ain't gonna sugarcoat it. That is on me. Um, 
I can actually get back into the swing of it now, but uh, yeah, I got no more excuses. Fighter Elo's out. Um, mostly rigged and ready to go in terms of other bits. People seem happy with the change list. Um, yeah, it got looks some good. Final tinkering. We've got final tinkering to do. Like one of the things we're toying with at the moment is what the final team Elo cap is going to be. Um, as well as if we're going to do anything regarding the races themselves, but I guess we'll we'll see with that. Um, and then hopefully in a week or two, um, things will be things will be geared and greased. Yeah, they also have that thing where uh, you get interested in something, fully commit yourself to it, even though you have other responsibilities, and it's like that thing becomes your main obsession, and then you figure out, hey, those other things also need to be done so you need so you start doing those and then it's like mm. everything is happening at the same time but you still want to do the main thing but you also yeah. need to do the other things and you just get burned out and you just need a break this is literally is, just you just summarized me yeah in a that's that's it's the same for me it gets so bad yeah. sometimes i need I a break was, i was super bad with it because i see yeah. i got I ended up becoming the main the main mod, active mod for speedrun.com. Um, actually, Dom, Dermodel, freaking legend. Uh, I took a bit of a break, and he absolutely carried in terms of verifying runs um, and keeping things ticking over. So, absolute legend there. But I ended up becoming like the main mod or like head of sorting out the speedrun.com boards. Um, of course, I've got Street Wars. Uh, you've got assets development and developments for things like, say, um, Racing Haven, um, and then also helping out a little bit on Team Wars in terms of trying to come up with new asset packs. I had a lot of failed projects, so I mean, one of the things I, in this I, scene I tried to, yeah, so like I tried to make a pre pre baked casting pack um, for Team Wars and. I tried to do a few like cool functions for it and that completely fell through. Um, I got involved like in a more official capacity like Forza Marshall now. Um, and just like the more that I look at it, the more that I realize and have to grapple with the fact that, and I'm sure anyone who's like wanting to do everything all at once could do this, um, is that a single human with 24 hours in the day and a day job i'm sorry for our audio only Alvin <laughs> just added a picture to replace warner and it is freaking gold <laughs> that's, that's completely derailed my point i'm so sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> had to happen you know i had to do it yeah let's keep going let's keep going nothing happened everything's fine Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, totally not. Um, totally not a funny ha ha Warner impression. Um, but anyway, I think it's like, and anyone who's like tried to do a lot of projects at once and tried to juggle a lot of things or like been very ambitious with mm -hmm. the community can attest to. Um, in my case, especially because I'm a teacher, which is one of like the most you do not have a social life type jobs. If that yeah. makes sense. You you prepare for stuff that's happening. Yeah, like or you are or a bad teacher. It's either or. <laughs> yeah, well, like I've I've got four weeks booked off for holiday, right? 
I'm yeah. going to be working those four weeks anyway, regardless of the fact I've booked holiday, because I need to be prepped when I go back for the new teaching year. Are you going to so, work in Cologne with us as well? Is that no. going to... Okay. In the bin. Oh, very nice. That's the, that's, the, that's the one time where I'm saying, no, I refuse to take anything work with me. That's work great. stays home. Yeah. Um, mostly. Um, workaholic. But Same, but not one... for the work that I have to do. For the it's for the yeah. work that I want to do. That's so bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I got burnt out because I was grappling with the fact that I'm the one human with the 24 hours in the day, mm. and I need to sleep. Um, and I got very overwhelmed with looking at everything that needed to be done and how much I felt was on my shoulders. Um, yeah, to the, the point where I kind of just shut down, like Street Wars especially, just being completely transparent. Um, we've got a great team there, but I kind of needed to to sort of acknowledge the bed that I've made with not delegating properly uh, because it got to a stage where I was looking at everything that needed to be done. So like all of the notes and like creating the rally adventure map balancing and even then, that's that's under question because one of the debates that's come up, and I'm going to put a vote on this after the the podcast, is uh, whether we use the three divisions baked into the game anyway. Mm. Um, so, like, you have instead of territory, like, you have control of night rally or dirt rally or road rally, which kind of could be an interesting concept that's as cool. opposed to areas of the map. But we're going to put that to a vote anyway. Um, but, yeah, I was looking cool. at everything that needed to be done, like making casting packs, making media packs, uh, reorganizing, auditing roles. Uh, I was looking at it all at once and just combined with everything else that I needed to do. I just, yeah, I, I, I shut down. Yeah, I, it's I just, the same I shut down and I broke and I stepped away for a couple of weeks just to try and pick up the pieces before coming back in. Yeah, for me, it's like that, but... I don't step away. It's more like a I'm in a limbo and it's mm. I have stuff looming over me, over my head. Yeah. And I know that I have to do them, but I end up picking one thing that is like the doable thing for me mm. and like focusing all my efforts on that. And then yeah. instead of communicating that, hey, I'm like really burnt out. I need a break, which I'm going to get when we go to IEM finally. That That's the break I need. Like it's actually... I just need to survive until that, uh, until then. Yeah. Instead of communicating that, I'm like, yes, I'll do that, and I don't do it, and I just do the thing that I, that I you pick, can. you know. And it's like yeah. I am doing something because I am doing a thing mm. that needs to be done, but not everything, which yeah. just makes that... it so it makes it so so much worse. I get what you mean. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, so I I that would have been a healthier approach than what I did because with what I did, nothing got done. Fair enough. Um, so like at least you got some movement forward out of your mm. approach with me i was just looking at it and just sort of freezing up um oh so... that was me on in some cases like legends queue mm. is a good example like the i, I don't want to say the reason because like it's three of us and it's like uh, not happening in general but legends queue was was kind of like that we just have off season we just have other stuff going around and legends queue just gets pushed back and back and back and back it's just, mm. you know, it just happens like that. But yeah, I, I I had your approach of like completely shutting down as well a couple of times. It's mm. just really bad. I get it. Yeah. 
I can it resonates with me so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I said to you in in DM like like you've got the inverse situation to me where it's like where you're going to get that break at IAM and like things can sort of be put on pause. I am the inverse in the fact that Street Wars season 3 needs to be up and running and geared and going by that by that point. Mm-hmm. Um it's like where you you can maybe wind down into IAM. I need to gear up ahead of IEM because by the time we come back it might be too late mm. um so on the inverse in some degrees but I don't know I, I remember said, I said this to DMs literally today like earlier yeah um the the thing with having a lot of projects and like trying to juggle a lot is you feel that sense that you can't stop yeah because if you stop you won't get back up and you're going to disappoint people as well. I've said this to Yo-Yo, I've said this to Fours, I've said this to Warner, I've said this to you. I kept going so hard and like taking on thing after thing after thing because I don't know how to do anything else and I know that the minute that I finally put the brakes on, um, unless I'm forced to, that can only be when my job is done and I can genuinely provide nothing more because it will take a herculean effort as it's kind of done now with me recently to start back up again to start getting involved and doing stuff again just where all of that load and that pressure catches up with you yeah i get it it's kind of like a i don't know if it's like an adhd something i don't know i'm not diagnosed i'm not gonna say that but something with just i mean i can talk about autism yeah, I mean, yeah. But it's, it's, it's I, I like, don't think I have that, but like something for sure is with me where I just get into something so much. And the minute I either see something else and get interested in that, or I put the brakes on, like you said, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break a little bit and I'm going to come back in a couple of days. Just my, it's just so difficult to get back to work and actually do anything. It's so, it's so hard. And I mean, it, it is like that to some, it's like to some degree for everyone but i feel like with especially with like hobbyist projects when you're doing things for a smaller community maybe you don't know if it's going to succeed you don't know if it's worth it i mean it's worth it because yeah. it's fun but you know you don't know if it's going to pay off uh it, it won't financially but it's going to be fun so it's like a, it's like a kind of no nothing is keeping you there but people need to, like you want to you don't want to disappoint people it's it's a constant there's so many emotions going on there. It's difficult, difficult for sure. Yeah, yeah, I get you. It's like you, when you get to those difficult situations, you kind of question why you're doing it. Yeah. Um, I certainly feel you there. Like, f- for instance, like just full transparency here, the speedrun.com stuff. I have overhauled the boards twice, and potentially will be doing it a third time. Why? I I know that it's going to be for about 20 people who realistically go in and regularly submit runs like about 20 people like is this work and effort worth for 20 people that's the kind of question i ask myself no and yes probably yes yeah but it's like no but yes it's like on an objective basis for 20 people is it worth like all of this time to restructure go in do everything again probably not um, especially when it came to the case of 
we had to change some of the rulings and classifications to plug some loopholes, and mm -hmm. I had to go through over 700 runs re-verifying every single one. Um, that is uh, was, Is it moment. objectively worth it? Probably, Probably not. Probably not, no. Yeah. But when you look at it in the wider context, and like personally, like in the hopes that it's sort of leave both leaving it in uh both leaving it in a place better than you found it and also a case of this is still a part of a community nonetheless so it deserves to be its best i have this thing of and it, it's gonna be a little this is gonna sound a little bit almost like i don't know the right word to say it but i'm gonna go with narcissistic this is gonna sound a little narcissistic um, but I'm probably not the right descriptor. Anyway, I get this sense of if I can do something, if I can do something better than it currently is, then I will continue to try and I will, I will make that effort to make it better. So if, for instance, like the speedrun.com... Mm -hmm. I got involved with that because I happened to stumble upon... I was looking at speedrun.com because of Plate Up, if anyone's played that game. Completely different game. And then a random thought popped into my head of, oh, I wonder if FH5 has a board on speedrun.com. And then I went on it, and then I saw a bit of a mess. But then I thought to myself, okay, this could be better. If I know how to make it better, why not just do it? Because it's still a net positive. Yeah, that's it's... kind of my mindset and why I get I throw myself into so many projects. It's just if it's I a can good one. see something I can do better or can be done better for the benefit, then I'm going to do it. It's as simple as that for me. Yeah, this is this is I think I don't I don't want to say a trap that we fall into, but when you're it's really yeah, we, it is. But when you're like really excited about say like say esports, it's, it's an industry known for being difficult to get a living from that is like safe if that makes sense like getting to a respectable position takes more than in many other and many other industries and it seems like uh doing what we're doing is i mean it is a hobby obviously but it's a case of hey we just want to be in the community just we, need, we just, we just want to help people make people happy and like make stuff that people will like and as you said it's just it just gets it just gets progressively more, dif more difficult as you throw yourself into into different projects yeah i don't know we actually had that issue with or had that talk with um with what's it called with the off-season stuff where we were figuring figuring out if we if we should do weekly events and the reason why we're uh, kind of uh, looking at different screens is it feels like it, it seems like there's a there is a channel that strikes clips from Forza streamers from Forza competitive streamers and we're looking into that right now there are clips from me from RH uh it's like an auto automatic thing uh so forgive us for being uh, i guess we can yeah, there's been a lot of BMCA stuff happening lately as well, so that gets yeah. us concerned a little bit. But what, what I, I was, yeah, DMCA is a weird topic. Um, but 
at its core, it's like if it's your stuff and it's being misappropriated. Like, it gets a bit of a bad rap because the only time you get talking people talking about DMCAs um, is, like, people falsely striking to try and silence them. But for, for some context, like, um, for audio-onlys, people watching this in post, um, the live Twitch chat knows what's up. Basically, we just got made aware of uh, an AI channel that automatically scrapes uh, clips for different games, including content that we've produced and without permission and re-uploads it um and there's my so, clips as well yeah actually. so it's it's got all my my casts it's got all the clips from said casts it's got anything from a lot of uh, other communities as well uh, luckily from what we're seeing it's getting next to no views and hopefully it stays that way um but the problem is the fact that it's just scraping um and like it's just ai scraper um which isn't a new problem but it's still a problem nonetheless that we need to address no this could be an issue yeah i guess we'll but see how it goes yeah that's that's something that we're sort of actively dealing with and i guess alvin's sort of like spearheading that at the middle at, like at the moment as it's literally just as we were film as we are filming this episode uh we just got made aware of it um, and we're just sort of trying to quickly action it. Um, but I, I guess we'll see later. We will We yeah. will see how it goes. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of the big guys are already aware and pushing yeah, it. Um, and yeah, it's just, just programmatically scraping. Um, it's unfortunately, really it's, a, it's an evil that cannot be easily tackled, but we just... Um, we it, just keep moving forward um, it is what it is. but off season i don't know that's gonna say yeah say off season i mean there's a lot going on um yeah maybe too, we, we were like is it too much because we were like are we doing weekly are we gonna burn out are we gonna like again the same topic but are we gonna burn ourselves out are we gonna burn the drivers out uh but if you've seen our calendar which you're not gonna see but if you've seen our calendar it's so packed with stuff we want to do that we kind of have to do it weekly to even fit most of it we're actually not getting uh some of the ideas that we had into the calendar because there's so many uh not to you know not to brag about like you know having ideas but you know it is what it is um but the first of season event knockout was actually a big success another insert obama meme uh whatever uh, me and Warner, as you can see, Warner here, he's very happy. But we casted, yeah. <laughs> we we casted the the whole thing together, and I guess it went well. But the event itself uh, was a Trackmania couple of the day type of thing, mm. and that is so sick. That was actually like, so so cool. And what it, we need, what we need, right? Yeah, I, I, this is like headcanon at the moment, but should become yeah, yeah, a reality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, one of the other projects in like the the Street Wars labs, if you will, is talking about a vetted track list, like a vetted com competitive track list mm -hmm. that produces good racing. Um, and this isn't just within events. This is like game wide. So like any ones that we find you in say like just random search, we put in there. And the hope is that eventually we build up this massive list. So if we turned the Cup of the Day style into legitimately Cup of the Day, I'm just sort of jumping on where you've mentioned that terminology and the spark is like, poof, in my head. Um, I don't see it being Cup of the Day, though. No, no, no. Like every like, two it's weeks, It's going to take three... a lot of effort to do that. 
but I have the car ready for the next one. It's uh, it's mm. already prepared. It's a, uh, I'm obviously I obviously can't leak the regs, but mm. I'm look I'm just looking for the track. Seems yeah, like people really love it. One of the it. things that we want to cook for the benefit of Street Wars, but yeah. also again where we are talking about wider community the track benefit, list. is like a, a massive vetted track list that people can use. Like Street Wars, it's, it kind of solves a big issue of how the heck do people make regs. Um, this is something that people have been kind of grappling with, dealing with, and we kind of put a band-aid on the issue um, in the sense that we had like things like global circuits that everyone could use, and that's start lines, not just a Forza layout. So, for example, HMC, mm. uh, you could use the start line from HMC for whatever you want, yeah. whatever kind of route you've made. Um, so we kind of put band-aids on it, but we'd never solve the issue properly, and something like that would help a lot. Yeah, that would be really nice. I mean, it's a it's another project that that we could dip our toes into. But again, there's so much going on. It's, it's just not a okay, Ash. You're actually I'm sorry. Like running out of time. <laughs> I love that. It's like you know you're in a good spot and you've got mm -hmm. a good team and like creative ideas when you're off season. You don't have enough of an off season to do all the things you want to do. That's the that's such a crazy position, but also a good position to be in. Yeah, it's like, good that's, and that's bad mad. because the new game is coming out, and you have watched the monthly. I've seen. I, I saw you in the chat. <laughs> the the new physics and AI thing, the, the AI stuff that they showed, it unironically that's the first thing that actually makes me hopeful. I'm being serious. Uh, yeah. The AI being actual, like taking actual good lines, seems like getting good laps. Uh, that's one thing. Second mm. thing, the tires. Like I now, now I know why my tires in FM7, like why the car just dies like this with the suspension. And now we we have more um, contact patches or like contact points, and the suspension mm. works differently. So this seems yeah. like way smoother, and they showed it live, and they also showed wheel gameplay. If I'm being honest, I kind of want to switch to wheel. I kind of want to switch mm. to wheel. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see you. I yeah. see. Like, what do I you think about happily, the thing? Yeah. I will happily nerd out like for hours about it because I live for these kind of technical yeah. stuff. Like, if I could be a fly on the wall in the design offices uh, down at say like are turn 10 also based at lemmington spa i don't know i know mm, no idea. No idea. um but either way i would love to be a fly on the wall see like all the wire framing and things like that because that's just so cool to me um the big thing that i'm hyped about is that um the especially the physics uh, in regards to tires contact and refresh rate and the polling rate um so for those who missed the monthly a bit of a catch-up uh, previously, how the tyres worked in Motorsport 7, and by extension Horizon 4 and 5, although the effects are neutered because they're more arcade-style games, um, we had one point of contact on the tyre, and that was being that polling rate was 60 hertz. So 60 times a second, the game receives data regarding the tyres, things like position, uh, things like what surface it's contacting, the angle of the surface it's contacting, um, things like that. Uh, the problem with that is that when you went over sawtooth curbs, for example, uh, or certain types of surfaces, it resulted in really jittery behavior, inconsistent behavior, or just otherwise, it looked very jumpy. 
they tried to compensate for it with the, the curbs not being modeled the same way that they are physically. So like you saw the actual sawtooths, but reality was the model is a lot smoother, at least from what we saw. But now that's different because instead of 60 times a second, it's 360. So yeah, six that's times amazing. more. There's no, no no big jumps anymore. It's like actually smooth and it's actually like mm. updated. That's really good. So it's six times faster and then eight more, well, eight times the contact points. You've got from one contact point on the tire to eight contact points. So yeah. that that alone, the amount of contact points makes so much difference because you've gone from a singular point. Like you could have hard, like you can have half the tire on tarmac and half the tire on grass. So that would not be simulated properly or the game would be doing a game of flip-flop between are you exhibiting grass physics or are you exhibiting tarmac physics which again like contributes to why the transition and things like curbs felt so violent because you could have tech visually half the tire could be on the ground but the one point of contact could say ha your tires in the air now screw you nerd um well but now with the multiple points of contact and the higher speed it is like i i called their bluff on 48 times they said it was like 48 times the fidelity but the math works out it's it still it's works yeah out. it's it it's actually a marketing does term, don't get me wrong but yeah but you it, know it's grounded in reality which i am very thankful for yeah and, and i'm glad they're the actually doing live demos things we got yeah mwah, yeah really so good. much better it better seems modeling like of the tires better modeling of the curbs just yes, yes. They're, they're focusing a lot of the, on the technical de um, details, which actually, actually is a very good sign. And they're not afraid to show off what's actually happening. They are yeah. putting, like, I mean, Chris Sasaki on wheel doing laps live. That's also a big W. Like, mm. is he the best driver? No. Is he showing off the actual wheel physics? Yes. Do they look promising? Yes. So does the AI. The AI looks very promising. Taking the curbs, taking good lines, like actually gaining a lot of times on the, the past AI. This is looking... This stream makes me think that the game actually might be good. It might be good. Like, we got I'll, a bad I'll taste after that. Yeah. yeah. I'll take the AI thing with a pinch of salt just because yeah. you are talking about also having physics changes. Um, so where obviously like you had changes in physics uh the ai could be a lot more aggressive and still have stable results so mm -hmm. i'm not gonna take the 13 second difference that we saw in the lap times as gospel because accounting for physics changes as well um plus there's some other things we're gonna say like um as matt clem says in the live chat we have no idea how cars perform and react to wet conditions um and whether they are going to be outright untouchable in wet conditions, which mm. is kind of the other thing. Um, but I like even just like from a line standpoint, the AI looks so much better. Yeah. Um, and it makes me very hopeful, and it gives a lot more validity to the claim of the AI no longer cheats. Um, yeah, it so. doesn't. And the big thing for me is they're also being transparent about there not being a drag racing or dr or drifting mode mm. at launch and it also like I, I know i might be in the minority but even if okay listen even if like 
wet racing isn't the best at launch. Even if those like niche things aren't the best at launch. If the main game works like it's advertised, and it so far it kind of does seem like like if the game is advertised and it's a bad game, you can like see it. You can see it usually, especially if it's a racing game. But the physics look good so far. I'm not gonna jinx it. Even if some things are bad, if the core game is gonna be good, I think people are gonna like it. I think people are gonna be fine with it. And actually, what we've seen from the RH end of season RHEC survey, um, most people are gonna make the switch, either partially or completely. Uh, some people are gonna stay, but it's a very small percentage. So, uh, you better make the game good. Turn ten. It, it better yeah. be good. Well, I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head earlier that the transparency aspect of it is already going a long way. Like, we were clamoring for more info, and boy, did we get more info. Yeah, like, this more, stream. More than we, I think, realistically expected. Like, I think they even... I, I think it was set up a little bit, but oh, that kind of little debate about, like, whether, like... I'll rephrase, I'll restart... Um, but that little debate about whether they were going to show this technically like in-dev footage um, and then talking about how they wanted to be more transparent with it and like that this is not the final production quality. Mm -hmm. That says a lot. That speaks to me a lot because, yeah. again, it's showing that these guys know ball. Um, that... <laughs> Yeah, it's, that, it's that, that was very that good. They have their ears to the ground, and they know what people are looking to learn, and yeah. they're receptive to it. Like being transparent, as you said, about not having drift and drag at launch. Um, I hope that they come back in at some point. relatively quick fashion. Yeah. To be honest, but they're focusing on racing. Yeah, like I, I, I hope that they do come back in relatively quick fashion because you're still alienating a good chunk of the player base there. Um, Especially because FM7 had a good drag mode, um, in my opinion. Yeah, like not the, the best drift mode. Drag mode. Um, drift mode, yeah. yeah not, not but it. that was also to do with physics to a degree, um, which seemed to have yeah. been ironed out. Um, a bit the they're, they're a bit different, for sure. Yeah, but the, the main thing for me is that, yes, returning that at a relatively short time frame, but more importantly, as you've said, if the core experience is good, the game is stable, it's polished um and they really sort of leverage everything to get that best experience then they could be onto a winner here and they kind of have to be onto a winner here yeah i it also makes it so in the clip that where he was driving he said that he had all the assists off on the abs and he was on the wheel in a porsche 911 rsr and I'm not gonna take any take away from his driving abilities, but Chris Asaki, he was like in control the whole time, did not have any issues controlling the car. That really makes me hopeful. It, it, mm. it just like everything, I just can't stress it enough. It just everything that they showed, everything that we wanted, the transparency, they, whether it was, I don't think it was fake, they provided this, it to us. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, RSR is is hard to drive. I'm just like answering the chat, but it is it is usually a hard a hard to drive car in Sims and in like in FM7. The GT cars are known for being unpredict unpredictable and difficult, especially on curbs, which might be getting fixed with the new physics. 
So this is this is really exciting stuff. It's it's really cool. I, yeah. I yeah, I can't stress that enough. I really can't. Yeah, it's it's, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. What's also gonna be awesome is their new off season event, which is gonna be this week. Figure eight. Um and well can't see but it's it's just a track a figure of eight track with an overlapping section, an overlapping jump where you can hit each other and it's in teams of six people randomized in the split that you're in. Um I'm I'm very excited for that. And then the week after uh we're starting something interesting. And you, you guys will see. You guys will see. The, the announcement is, is going to come very soon. Uh, I think you can expect it on Friday, but don't uh, quote me on that if it doesn't come out, because uh, we're still in preparation. I think, yeah, the boys are actually testing right now. Uh, Ooh, but yeah, we hope we, we hope to have you back for like the the the, the cast for the important championships as well. It's it's been a while. It, it truly has been. Yeah, we'll say. I'm working my way back. Um, still a little bit slow in the uptake, and there's things that take my priority. So the speedrun.com things that they need to be ticked off before I can really do anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, Street Wars is needs to be my priority for a bit. But jumping back into things, it's been too long. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, let me actually check on the thing because I could before we keep going okay uh yeah i'm sorry uh, actually i wanted to come back to that because um i mentioned test drive unlimited i don't know if you saw the presentation the tech demo no, i don't want to say tech demo because that sounds like a like a cell phone but uh there was a stream like a showcase stream test drive unlimited where like streamers like Black Panther and other people like that, they all played together online and they did a couple races. Um, have you caught that? Have you seen any of that? Yes, yes. Okay, so for people that didn't see, I I'm gonna be very biased here. Okay, I'm gonna be very biased. It looks like a blend of Forza and Need for Speed. Okay, it just does. It doesn't look for to me. I'm sorry. It doesn't look like. Test Drive Unlimited. It looks like Break to Drift. It doesn't look realistic at all. There's no like custom uh, speedometers for cars like some people expected um, coming back from TDU1. Uh, there's, there's so many things missing. It does seem like uh, the game is being turned into an MM. Like it looks like Sims when you go into into the the, the the free walk <laughs> thing in the garage whatever but the wow. handling itself it just looks like need for speed i'm sorry it's just, that's just not it mind you having to say that like you say it like it's a negative i saw a video that was circulating that when you turn off all the visual effects need for speed is probably one of the best looking racing games oh i saw that but i meant handling market. i meant handling handling yeah yeah fair enough like i haven't had a chance to fully dig into the gameplay footage mm -hmm. um but the general sentiment that i've seen is that it feels it feels like it lacks heart like emotional yeah. heart oh um, for sure there's no like you were yeah. saying the um the custom speedometers or like the bespoke speedometers that kind of match the cars and the style um or even like the little bits like 
looking like the sims and not really having much of that homely feel it's hard to define it's really hard to define and i'm sure like to the uninitiated who haven't watched the solar crown gameplay footage or haven't played the original test drive unlimited games they're gonna think that i'm talking out of my butt but it's something hard to quantify but you can feel when a game has heart like horizon one for instance that game had heart like it had a good atmosphere um cheesy as heck yes but fun good emotional beats yeah Uh, same goes with most wanted 05 same goes with the original uh test drive unlimited games one and two like you can tell that care and love was put into those games on a personal level and i'm not seeing it with solar crown at all actually sure you can echo the beats but you're not hitting them yeah it's 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 just not it it feels like it just looks like another game that is just gonna look at like everything else like like you said it doesn't feel like there's this this love like with tdu1 the first one especially second one i didn't like that as much but uh, a lot of people did but with the first this this drive unlimited it felt like it was so focused on you just being a proud owner of a car just like owning those Mm. houses working for everything just traversing traveling the map uh, exploring, finding dealerships, doing some races, obviously, but it was so so much about cruising, just like enjoying your your car. Uh, you could op- you could open windows. You could the radio was actually like full of good music, um, from classical to to obviously like pop stuff, the usual. But it felt so alive, even though a lot of people just played offline. But that's not the point. It just the map felt so alive for 2004 it was 2004 i think felt so alive and maybe maybe yeah maybe the game just felt it like it like there was care put into it the new one Mm. i am very so even if it's and ends up being a good game i just don't from what i've seen so far it just doesn't feel like it has the soul anymore Mm. and i kind of have the a similar feeling or i had the similar a similar feeling uh in the first presentation of the new motorsport it felt like i don't know it it felt like the the game itself even looks like bland it's obviously because there's no shaders the the game is not polished but with with new racing games it feels like I think I, sh- I I I watched the video about that, and I'm gonna steal a the quote from it. Is very homogenized. Yeah, I'm gonna steal a quote from it. In today's or like nowadays, a ten out of ten racing game is still a seven out of ten game. Seven out of ten game, and it it it's so true because when you look at the the most popular racing games, what do you have? You have F1 22 now 23. You have Forza. Well, it is what it is. You have you have Need for Speed. Those games are, you could say, good racing games. Okay, ACC, iRacing. But when you look at them as games, iRacing is UI. AC UI is so bad that the community had to make make their own. Forza, no progression. We'll see in the new game. But Forza, no progression. Seems like the Forza 7 didn't really... Forza Horizon 5 seems like they didn't really have an 
an idea of how to handle progression, so they just didn't put it in. I don't know. Uh, need for speed. We know what happened to need to the newest need for speed. It, it kind of went bold on the, you know, the effects. It felt like it had something to say, but then it didn't. Uh, GT7 maybe is close to an actual, you know, good ex good experience, but it, it was ridden with so many issues as well that it feels like every single game... I'm not even going to mention F1 at this point. But it feels like every single uh, racing game recently is just a good racing game, maybe because the community doesn't expect that much anymore. Hmm. But then the, as a game itself, it's like, oh, it's a game. Like, if you, if you play different games, you've seen a couple streamers... Uh, like play FH5 for example, it just feels like it's empty. You just drive around and you, yeah, you just jump a little bit and it's cool and it's fun, amazing. Yeah, I it feel just like with racing games, yeah. it's, it's just they operate on their own. They operate on their own set of criteria that the rest of the industry doesn't really subscribe to. And Which I is think not good. I'm I'm not saying that everyone in the racing game community has low expectations, but I'm also saying that the criteria for a good racing game is not to the same bar as a criteria for a good game, period. Like, I think a lot of it can be put down to general industry trends, so like accessibility, for instance, not in the sense of like uh, differently abled players playing the game. I mean accessibility in terms of like having access to all the content immediately is a problem. Um, that too where everyone wants everything immediately and that's made its way into all kinds of modern game design um that's not a racing game exclusive problem but racing games have it the worst because the only way to sort of show progress and show status and show completion is through like the cars in a lot of ways mm -hmm. um so they've just sort of adapted the approach of well you need every car now or you need every car all of the time um the problems that racing games face, I think, in particular, is that the ideas that found the racing game genre and, like, the experimentation is gone, for one. Mm -hmm. Like, things have become very... I know I said homogenized in terms of visual style, uh, but also just homogenized in general. Like, everything's kind of hit that singular point of this is a racing game template that works everyone should stick to it with the exception of things like kart races which are kind of their own little bubble um the problem really is that like racing games kind of just don't have a sense of depth mm -hmm. in a lot of ways yeah like the the progression aspect as you mentioned before um doesn't just plague um Forza. like i know you brought it up as its main sticking point but also you look at um the newest f1 game uh, everything is accessible from the start um with like they have tried to make some strides with this with f1 world but i have my my own opinions on that well. and then you've got the breaking point campaign which is decent um the criteria for racing games to be successful is a lower bar on the whole um, because of the differences of the genre compared to everything else as well as just like the landscape that we're in now yeah and it's also i don't think it's a case of 
teams not being creative enough because mm. no, 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 if no, even we can sit here and say well uh, f1 campaign is teams against teams just make it multiplayer teams against teams like everyone can have those ideas but it feels like mm. as you said the bar is so low for a game to sell well that the companies that oversee those you know designers programmers whatever they don't really they, they kind of push for the game to to have less features because one it's expensive two it's like not necessary for them but seeing as you could for a cruising game you could remake test drive unlimited today and it would be the best game the best racing game in like 20 years uh for i racing or i don't know like acc or whatever just combine those games give it good ui make it a, a bit more accessible when it comes to like pricing whatever you have an amazing sim again like it's not rocket science uh making a good a good racing game or making good racing games good games is not really rocket science it feels like but as you said the industry is just kind of stale right now and every game is mm. just following the same formula more or less with yeah. just in different ways like this game is cruising but there's no progression this game is racing but there's no progression this game is like you customize your things but like it just ends abruptly and you just have are left with nothing mm. to do because there's no features other than yeah. progressing through like like building your cars whatever it just feels like there's not there's no game that does it all and there were many games in the past that did sims are obviously a different thing you could you could classify i don't know like gt4 gt5 uh, as a sim back in the day i mean it was arcade whatever but those are close to being the the good games but i guess it's a different category i don't know I, I i guess i'm just speaking out of my butt as well right now but i'm i guess i'm just salty about racing games not being as good as they as they used to be i'm, I'm sorry it's yeah. just it is what well, it is the focus in just the modern gaming in general has become so much on the visuals and the visual fidelity yeah. that gameplay kind of takes a bit of a back seat and with the like for example did you know that the um the budget for um the like i think it was horizon forbidden west was like 220 million dollars yeah something like, that's pretty like that's the last of us part two was also about 100 200 million dollars like these budgets are getting so overblown and there's so much of a focus on graphics that gameplay takes a bit of a backseat like i'll give you an example right mm -hmm. um do you know the movie speed racer yes okay so the vi the video game for speed racer was a lot of fun like i i remember i said like in the two like the two movies that year to choose were dark knight and speed racer i chose speed racer i think it's a better film than dark knight but that's a hot take i'm not allowed to have um but oh, well, with... okay i'm gonna ignore that let's just go on <laughs> yeah moving yeah like see what i mean not allowed to have hot takes here um but the game was fun because at its core it wasn't that deep you had like preset cups um and you have a lot of like different tracks and different locations but you your driving force was just do here to tick box um the difference and what made it so unique for me is that you basically turned um you basically turned what could have been a very generic high-speed racing game with um like basically trying to do an f-zero copy they mm -hmm. added two things they added a risk reward system 
just using two bars and they basically gave you the equivalent of turning your game in of racing into martial arts or a game of rock paper scissors except you have a beyblade ah um, like it, it was a heck of a lot of fun it played it played around it was so unique with its mechanics like if you watch that movie uh, you'll know that the cars have like jump jacks um and could move around like 360 degrees but still go forward because physics yeah because amazing um, yeah that's just what it did but they played around and they had so many unique ideas on that system like in the game you could you could use boost so there's i'll get to this in a minute but you basically had boost charges you had four boost charges you could use a boost charge and a spin to turn your car into a Beyblade for about three seconds. Anyone who touches you gets flung off track. Uh, you it's like Mario Kart type car... of thing. Yeah, you can <laughs> shunt your car side to side. You can jump your car on top of others. Uh, you can do barrel rolls. You can do flips to gain boost. And they had so... Yeah, that's the usual way. You just flip yeah, to gain more speed. They just played around so much with that system, though. Like, if you did a barrel roll and used a boost charge, your car turned into a torpedo. And basically became a missile. Mm -hmm. um, like gushing about Speed Racer aside, it's not necessarily the mechanics, um, and it's not necessarily the fact that at the game's core the mechanics are very simple. It's the fact that they were willing to experiment. They were willing to use these really unique ideas and play around with these different systems that made it so memorable for me. Like you have another like part of it which you have boost and you have health fairly self-explanatory right yeah. you gain boost by doing tricks and just generally staying alive and you gain health uh well you have health which you kind of need to manage but they turn that into its own skill-based system by having you be able to spend boost to recharge health so immediately you think okay do i go glass cannon approach and yeah, just like, get as far get away from the pack so i don't get damaged or do i brawl in the middle of the pack take my opponents out and then recharge using the boost i've gained do you like hang back a bit more and then save up your boost so that if you use multiple charges at a time you get a massive burst of speed you had so much so many things depth and so many different ideas that you could experiment with so my problem with modern gaming in terms of racing games but just in general is the fact that no one want like not through a lack of trying but nothing really seems to be that creative and unique anymore no one's willing to throw those crazy ideas at the wall and commit to it because well everything's based around like that retention and that turning a profit and without rehashing the points that have yeah. already been said playing it safe is the business strategy that makes sense actually another thing i feel like i mean a lot of people would consider uh, fh5 a race uh, a more arcadey game but it seems like not many arcade racing games are being made or have been made recently you have games that are close to arcade like need for speed which is like let's say just very arcadey but it's normal driving game with arcadey physics then you have the crew motorfest normal driving game with arcadey physics there's no actual arcade racing games like you had hot wheels unleashed instant classic like everyone will remember that game for a long time and it's just unique what's just unique was like out of nowhere which is a good game i mean forgotten because there's not that much content but it was a fun game like just experimenting with features and 
Oh, just getting something cool into your like getting something cool into your game would make people remember it and that's enough to build i don't know a fan base uh, just like a community of people that just love the game i don't know it, just, it feels like everything about new racing games is so bland and we are sitting here saying that while being inside the community and loving those games despite them being sometimes a bit like a bit bad a bit trash you know mm. it is what it is but i think that part yeah. of where we stand though is very unique in the sense yeah. that we on, on two fronts really mm. one we've been given the tools to create something more out of it and two we we see the potential and i think a lot of people see the potential of what more it could be and that's kind of why we stick around so yeah. It's, and, and we're like, we're going to do it if you're not going to do it. It's a relationship, but it's there. It's there. Yeah. I mean, for us, the more like racing focused, competitive focused people, I guess the arcadey part doesn't really matter as much. But for games that are pure racing games, uh, FH5 isn't one of them, but we're, tra we're trying to make it into one. Deal with mm. it happens. Um, there's nothing better to play right now. Um, but it seems like for us it's a case of yeah you know this game could be this and could have this feature it doesn't have it we're just gonna make it ourselves it's <laughs> like the base of the game the base is good the physics are good let's just let's just improve on uh, improve on that let's just take the game yeah. as a base and build a community around it and it has been working so far and this has been the most fun that i had that i've had in my life building something as a hobby probably and uh it's probably is gonna be for a long time if not forever it's just mm. it's just so cool to see how much the community can build yeah in general just yeah so nice uh, that, that, maybe that's a thought that we could we could end on mm -hmm. uh yeah it's much, a bit of positivity as, hope yeah as much as we complain about like the current state of gaming and about how most modern games have the padding of a mattress and the depth of a sheet i think it's important to also acknowledge that like, like kind of what we did before um with the with the case of horizon and in, in our unique situation we'll call it if the game was like this fully developed to begin with we wouldn't be sitting here which is both a good thing but also i think that we kind of can appreciate that it's brought a, a lot of us together and like this community's sort of been fostered on creativity, been fostered on goodwill, and everyone kind of looking out for each other. It's like um, the HTCC guys. Um, I know that, like, in terms of them getting their tournament set up and doing the testing season zero, a lot of the sort of community, a lot of the community vets, a lot of other organizers chipped in and said, hey, what about this? Hey, let's try this. Um, we yeah. like this, we don't like this, let's, let's make this the best it can be. And that kind of, both yes, in, we are in the sort of same space competing with each other, but that just means that it's better for everyone. Yeah, it's a kind of blend of kind of competing uh, for space, but also sharing calendars between each other and being like, mm -hmm. hey, we're doing this this week, we're doing this this week, like, let's cross promote, let's do this. It's obviously a lot happening behind the scene, but behind the scenes but i mean it led to a lot of people meeting each other that wouldn't 
have met otherwise like us going to IM to Germany in what in two weeks uh, people meeting in Goodwood doing doing the other stuff like that it's just I don't know it's very exciting and with that hope and the hope of another episode of Race Space coming in two weeks uh, yeah. I think it's time to wrap it isn't it I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one to say it I'm gonna be the one to say it this time same time two weeks <laughs> Same time two weeks, dude. Same time two weeks. Yeah, it's <laughs> been a, it's it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Warner, for joining us as well. It's been a it's been a pleasure. It's been it's been amazing. <laughs> yeah. And thank you guys for watching. Uh, well, see you next time. Have a good one. Have a good night, evening. <laughs>